Yo, what is up, guys? I'm happy you're listening. I'm happy you're tuning back in. This is now episode 10 of the Witness This Podcast. So thank you for tuning in. If this is your first episode you're ever listening, make sure you go back and listen to the earlier episodes. This week we have our guest, Deshay Jenkins. Deshay visited us at Woodward. We did this interview back home at my house in New York. Deshay and Tyler actually came home, stayed with me for a couple of days. This interview was ridiculously funny for me because Deshay decided he was going to do it in his underwear. So I don't know if the conversation could have been any more chill and relaxed. I mean, if you've ever met Deshay, you know that once you get to know him, you really get to know him. And I love Deshay. He's welcome back into my home any day, whenever. We went into a few things. We talked about the history of him getting into parkour, his military background. For those of you that don't know, Deshay was, in fact, a part of the military. We spoke about what it means to be a professional parkour athlete, his sponsorship with Normal Brand, and how he got into the role that he's in with Sessions. He came on as a coach, moved up to GM, and is now becoming a co-owner of the gym. We also started to tap a little bit on mental health and being true to you. So before we get started, you know, you know I'm going to ask for it, right? You got to pay before you listen to this, right? And I'm not asking you for money. I wouldn't do that. Not for information. Not like this. However, what I am asking you for is that you stop, you screenshot, you know, you pull up your phone, Click those two little buttons, make the screenshot happen, and you go to Instagram, make it your story, go to TikTok, make it a video, I don't know, just share it with a friend, because honestly, if you're back for episode 10, that means you really like these, and these podcasts take time and energy, and I love making them, however, I want to make sure they're getting spread out there, I do this not to hear myself speak, I do this to share value, share information, share knowledge, and share love. So please help me do that. You have the power to do that right now. It is what I ask you to do. If you get value from any episode, every episode you've ever gotten value for, there should be a share for each of those. Without further ado, let's introduce Deshay Jenkins. Oh, shit. Dude, you got the voice for radio. (laughs) <laughs> you really, you really do. Welcome to 102.5, where we'll be talking about puppies Damn. and their deliciousness. You should just intro yourself, man. That's <laughs> so good. I would hear this and be like, um, I'm listening to whatever this guy has to say. Like, it's good. I'm talking about donuts. Oh, fuck. Damn. <laughs> They've been so interested in donuts. Yeah. Dope. All right, so... What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode. You're hanging out with your host, Marlon Johnson, and today our guest is Deshae Jenkins. We are chilling here. This is probably the most chilling interview that's ever been done. If there were a video, we we couldn't have a video right now. <laughs> <laughs> My man is just like chilling in undies and socks. High socks, by the way. I am in maximum comfort right now. And I love it. Mm, so we left Woodward. Woodward finished up about a week ago. We're now chilling at Long Island in the house. And it's pretty cool. Thank you for coming out, Deshay. You know what's up, man. I'm here. 
So I got some questions I want to ask you, trying to dive in deep, figure out more about you, get to people more knowledge about who you are. One thing you reminded me of the other night, I completely forgot. You used to be in the military. Dude, like, what was that about? Like, what was that like? I don't think a lot of people know that about you. No, they like, don't. <laughs> yeah, like, because I, I remember you told me and I completely forgot. Yeah, I try to forget too. So, <laughs> um, basically, what happened was I, you know, after high school, um, I was kind of floating around for a little bit and then... I was at the mall working my first job, and what I was was one of those helicopter guys uh, in the mall that would, you know, fly the little RC helicopters around like bugging people, you know, like. And these two recruiters came up to me and they're just like, "Hey, you know that helicopter right that you're flying? I've been on that. <laughs> Join the army." And I was like, "Yo, that sounds dope. Let's go." Yeah. So I uh, just I did all my shit and like I remember my ex-girlfriend coming in and then just seeing them and then seeing me and then just like she started crying she cried for like everything <laughs> but like and she was like no and then my, i went to my family and they're like no and my grandpa was like boy you about to be the government slave and i was like no listen i'm gonna do army things and uh you know i went from there uh didn't get the job i exactly wanted i ended up being a mechanic but um you know my my journey um, with the military pre parkour, uh, at least to the, like with the intention that I have now is very interesting. I was, uh, um, like my only intention was to go in and then do infantry. And if I did infantry successfully, then did Rangers. I know like I wanted them to kick my butt. Like I, I wanted to just like go through the shit and just, just, go through it and if i did rangers then special forces if i made it that far with my little self then uh just do mercenary contractor services and then um kill until i died and and made money doing that but then um i found parkour and like the community and uh, i thought that was way more dope and i thought it would be better to give you know positivity and 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 give you know value rather than take life and potentially just waste my own um, for reasons that I don't even align with. So, yeah. Dude, that's insane. Oh, by the way, guys, if you're hearing that airplane, I am sorry. Like, we are back in New York, so jets are flying over us all day long. But, dude, those are very, very drastically different life paths uh, between kind of kill, kill, kill and the hugs and love in parkour. It's <laughs> like, this is probably the most hugging community i've ever been a part yeah, of i love it like, yeah no like, i love it too but damn bro like i would not have expected you know even like your reasoning for going into the military to be like about that yeah no mm, i'm here to murder people and yeah pretty much yeah hey man like what sparked that kind uh, of- i was just like i don't know since i was a kid i was just always into the military i was always like like I was just always into war. I don't know what it was. I used to have like dreams and like 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 just it was so I was so engulfed in it and my mom would say, you know, if, if past lives are a thing, then you were definitely someone like in like in war because uh, I was just I was like since I was young, I was just drawing pictures and I was just it was just like just all about it. And um 
I think it came from just a lot of despair and where I like where I grew up and like what my upbringing was and just seeing that like as an outlet. So that's just really what I was all about for a long time. That's interesting, man. You, that's probably why you and Steven get along so well. Because Steven is like very much in that military mindset of like it just was his outlet growing up. And it's interesting that you say kind of coming from a childhood of despair because, you know, you know Steven and this is common knowledge. He's had a tough life growing up and it's interesting to see like, yeah, when, I don't know, it's like you have that tough life, you do have to get it out. You have to express it in some way, shape or form. And like military is pretty brutal, but then like you are able to find, I want to say structure and discipline within it. Mm. And you're looking for a place where they're going to beat you down. Which so they totally you, didn't. The army was... Oh, like, no way. Yeah. I, when I went to basic down. training... Yeah, it was a super letdown. What? Super letdown. None of the uh, movies are real? No. Uh, no. All of it was whack. Now, that being said, you know, I was convinced by my ex-girlfriend at the time, you know, her freaking out and, and shit, you know, to not do active duty and... Um, at, for I regret it for a long time because I wanted to do airborne and, and all the things I wanted to you know full send, um, like they say high speed, but um, you know I didn't and that's why I ended up getting that like that like that mechanic job. So um, you know I I'm glad because now I you know I run a gym and I you know I'm a sponsored athlete and I travel. You know, I've been to a ton of different places just like just this summer. And, you know, I would have never done that if I had gone active and just taken a path that, that just millions have taken before. So, um, yeah. That's cool, man. It's almost like the more dangerous path is the one of stepping down the unknown road. Like you're really forging a way for yourself. Yeah, a little less dangerous than getting shot in the face, but... <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, definitely less dangerous than that, but I mean, like, definitely still a lot of risk, because, like, there's a lot of unknown variables, because you're now the one in charge of the ship. Like, it's your life, your destiny, you kind of pick where you go. So, with that, you decided to open up a gym or become a co-owner of Sessions, right? That's your gym, Sessions Gym. That's actually funny, because when we first met, one of the first things I remember was I took out my cell phone... You look on the background and you're like, yo, that's my gym. And I'm like, what are you talking about, bro? Like, this is my gym. Because I had the picture of like a gym build out as inspiration for a gym I wanted to build. And you're like, no, that's legitimately my gym. Where the fuck did you get this picture from? I'm like, what are you you talking about? And you pull out a picture of like the finished gym. I'm like, oh shit, it is your gym. It was just like I had a sketch up and like it was just so interesting like that. I had no idea that. Yeah, I remember looking at it, like you got you got like your cracked screen and shit. Why you gotta tell everyone to see my cracks, <laughs> Hey, my screen's so cracked right now. <laughs> oh man, people can't even like look at it. But um yeah, I remember looking at it and just being like, Oh what? So I was like, This person's gonna be my friend. <laughs> yes, man. Dude, we've been kicking it since, man. For we sure. have, we have. But uh, what's that journey been like becoming gym owner? Like a lot of people try and make that move from athlete to, I would say businessman. If you're going to own a gym, you officially become, or you recognize that you should be putting on a businessman hat. So what's that been like? I'm still working at it. So um, I was actually ashamed of this for a long time. But, um, you know, I started out with just meeting 
someone named Angel through my friend Frank. And, um, you know, Frank and I had come through from another place where it, we, it just didn't align with who we were. And it was just like not a very positive community. Uh, so, um, you know, we, we met up with Angel and he, you know, we were all in front of the library and pretty much said like, are we going to send this? Like, don't say yes to this if you're not ready to like put everything in. And so, you know, not having anything, I was just like, yeah, let's, let's do this. I had a retail job and like, that was like, that's it. And, um, so we, we went ahead and did that. Like Frank and I started out as coaches and, um, you know, as time progressed, Angel just like gave us tasks, what to do. And, um, like gave us, you know, tasks, like build a curriculum. And, um, you know, I was in the beginning, just like, a, like under Frank's shadow a lot. And, you know, he, he was the more experienced instructor and everything. And, but like, I came through and, and put, just put down the work every single time. Like it didn't matter if the thing that I had was shit. I always just brought something to the table. And, um, you like, I think, uh, like halfway through, like quarter way through, like Frank went and like figured out some of his own stuff and like branched out for a bit. So I took like, uh, the position more of from like head and like from coach to head instructor, more of kind of like lead like lead instructor role. And from there, you know, I was there for a long time just trying to make sure things were good. I was still developing curriculum. Um, you know, Angel's really good at just getting ideas out into there, like out like out from the meta, like out there. And, you know, our motto is the first thing is always shit. So you know, we, we get out there and we, we refine it. You know, we're based on action. And then, um, you know, as time went on, I took more of a GM role and I'm still getting the reins of that GM role because there's a lot of things and components in there, small details and tedious tasks that I'm not really not good with. Um, and only recently, like, uh, like a few months ago, did I like have the conversation, like I want to be owner. Like I want to like, like I want to like help take the reins of this. Um, you know, outside of just like curriculum development and like getting like being the face of the gym and the face of the brand like I want to like have stake in this and um you know right now that's currently what I'm what I'm working towards um supplementing all my income so it's not like a you know trading time for money like I want to give like what I have to the gym and and be able to sustain myself you know without um you know without that initial like salary and then um and progress it there from there because I really do feel like you know not only am I like the face of the gym right now but like the gym is a is my family and it's where I base a lot of who I am in um you know it's not my identity I'm I'm me but it's it's just such a important component to my life that there's no reason that I wouldn't work and do everything I can to be to have ownership and help progress the gym the brand and that family as far as it could go um yeah because i think that for like i think that i have made my next milestone like and i and i can be happy with who i am and like what i've done when i've contributed enough to like where angel and diana can have more and i've like successfully been able to give back um, you know, not that I haven't, you know, right now, like, 
you know, all of us contribute our own things in our own ways. Angel like gets the ideas out there when things like really come down to it. Like he's there. Uh, Diana is like really, really fucking good with the numbers, and she, you know, she makes sure that in the the ship is floating, and you know, the curriculum and the representation, the you know the like the vibe of the gym, like I ca- I go and carry out, and you know make sure that you know we're, we're relevant and you know we're in the community and um, you know we're we're opening the doors to guys like Storm, Farang, and and whoever to come in or like the smaller community guys to you know to have an opportunity to shine and 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 come together. So. No, definitely, man. I'm happy to hear you speaking like this where it's like recognizing you're so passionate about this and you can continue to pour yourself more into it, which a lot of us do with our own gyms, our our own communities, but also making sure that you have equity in it and that you are taken care of by this thing that you're growing. It's being able to eat some of your own crops if you're going to be the farmer that tills the entire land. So that's super cool, man. And I think recognizing that you do an amazing job as far as creating a culture community. I've never actually been to sessions. I only know sessions through Instagram and really more so just your own page. Mm. And yet I feel like I've been there. I feel like I know your students because you're constantly putting them on a pedestal. You're a platform for the athletes to come out and be seen by the rest of the community which is, it's big. A lot of people might not recognize it yet. They might not consciously be aware of it. I've seen other gyms fail because they didn't know how to stay relevant, like you're saying. They didn't understand, hey, you're in the business of people. So you're in a very emotional business. You need to be taking care of your people physically, yes, but also emotionally, making them feel validated, putting them up on the Instagram stories and the Instagram page and sharing their things and sharing with them when they achieve their goals and they get their new skills. And you do an amazing job at that. Like I straight up, you have one little kid all with the red hair. What's the name of 360? Uh, Aiden. Yeah, dude, he's a beast. But dude, then there's so many beasts, man. There's Angel's son, Rai. He's, okay, so look, there we um, brought some of our youth students to compete in men's. And we had an 11-year-old and uh, a 13-year-old and a 14-year-old. Aiden qualified in men's and actually went to NAPC. And That's like, right. And he threw down. He had a little slip-up, but like the intention wasn't to go and win. Like the intention was to go out there, get experience, and show him like what it's really about. And he, you know, he, I'm really proud of him. He went and he threw down, and you know, he's just, you know. And like a lot of our students have a future in this if they, you know, if they choose to pursue it, and if we can just continue guiding them, and you know, Angel Sun Rai is just like you know that kid Shosei. Yeah. Like he's like the parkour Shosei right now. Like he's like he's eleven years old. He's stomping triples. Um, he got he placed sixth in men's in the qualifier for NAPC at Apex NorCal. Like sixth, an eleven year old. Insane. An 11-year-old. That's being, And you guys have competitors as well. It's not like he's going up in a no-name area with, like, no, two the, people that don't really know what they're no, doing. No, this was, like, there's, like, good people, you know? And, like, it was just, it was crazy, you know? Because that kid's 11, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Ryan, like, I couldn't even imagine just, like, you know, being an 11-year-old, just, like, stomping stuff out. You know, we have, you know, um, 
you just so many kids like the like the young kids too like the like the seven eight nine year olds like they're doing like rail calling prees and like sticking them and you know not like i don't want to give the perception that all like every single kid we have is a beast like we have recreational kids too um you know we have you know kids are still learning and getting up there but like i really do feel like um when i get caught up in the stress of like fuck like am i doing a good job like am i am i even giving like enough like like am i like am i like worthy of this like i can like look at these kids and be like you know we're giving these kids something that that i didn't even fathom having when i was their age so that's big man and i appreciate hearing you say that it's good to know that that's the sort of mindset behind sessions right now and behind what you're doing in those walls because that's how I feel when I go to Woodward, making sure that first and foremost, I'm here for the kids. I'm here to give them a life-changing experience, to be able to give them the tools to move ahead in life in any area that they choose, whether it be parkour or it's another venture we're here to guide them and just teach them to be better people. And through that, they can learn how to better themselves. And we just keep providing more tools and opportunity for them to do that. Oh, yeah. I've seen kids in, like, in my gym like go from you know, not being confident at all to having this group of friends. And now they're all going ham. You know, so like that alone is just like it's it's enough to make me remember to breathe again <laughs> yes i feel that dude that's the kind of stuff that really helps you like weather the bad days because i think i mean now we're getting into like a little bit personal stuff but like i think a lot of people think in like a perfect world every day is glitter and gold hell and no <laughs> in a perfect world, you still have pretty shitty days like you have fucked up days but what gets you through those days because those days are kind of testing us really and they give reference for the good days um, what helps us get through it, in my opinion, is when we are able to look back and like think about the impact we're having to see, okay, like is my mission meaningful enough? You know, like, yeah, if I'm just doing this for dollar bills, all right, that's not really meaningful, but if I'm doing this for dollar bills so that I can buy my mom a house, okay, a little bit more meaningful, or if I could feed needy and all these things that start to add meaning, we start to recognize, oh, it's usually when I go to help out another human, when I go to give value to someone else or to give them something more, when I go to give up myself to another, those are the things that we usually associate and get that feeling of meaning from and it gives us purpose. So it's cool to hear that you are all about that. And I kind of already knew that, but to hear you verbalize it, is even cooler because your entire being is like this like oh, i love i love the vibes <laughs> big time man like the you go to give you a handshake and it's no 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 arms wide open pulling the hug and then like even on like the days when like your like energy is low it's still very much apparent that you still care about other people and you're still courteous as to all right like although i'm not feeling great today how can i make you feel better or how can I like kind of almost like keep my stuff tighter in so that I don't pull anyone into like this which is super cool like a lot of people don't think like that a lot of people will be in a place where like 
damn man, I'm having a terrible day. And unconsciously we'll try and pull other people in to that terrible day as well. And they just get everyone into that spiral and into that funk. The same way when we're having a good time and a good day, we want to pull everybody into like that hype and that high. So it's cool that like you're always about bringing people into that hype and high and trying to build people up always, like no matter what you're doing. Even last night when we were wandering through the Oh, dude, last city, night was so I sick. Know, I know. So sick. One of the coolest city nights I've ever had. Guys, if you want a good time, take the shade to your city and just... <laughs> Just let him be. Just let him... And then just kind of like tag along behind him. Like, let him host you in your city. that's basically what happened last night. And it was amazing. Dude, so crazy. Oh, man. Like, we met so many cool people. Dude, we saw like, David Goggins. We did. We, we saw David Goggins. David Goggins. I felt that, that, that DGE, that David Goggins energy, oh, dude. Like... It God. was real. He was, get, he was getting after it. I waved hi and I said, what's up, David? He, the fact they said hi back was just so dank. Like, yep. oh, man. I actually listened to uh, a David like David Goggins Instagram post uh, last night. And it was him uh, receiving an award for something. Um, but he was just on stage. And he's just such a, like, a tough dude. And he was just like up there and he started talking about like his mom. He just started crying. And then like like the crowd's giving a round of applause. Like he could barely get any words out. He just like tried talking, but he'd start crying again. And then like I legit cried. I was like, bro. Like yes. I was like, I want to get to a point where like I can feel that. Like I feel you so accomplish that. Like I can't do anything but cry. Like Dude, I don't right? do that. <laughs> Dude, guys, if you don't know who David Goggins is, just do yourself a favor, Google the name, YouTube the name. He is probably one of the most badass individuals in the world. Yeah. Like, legit David Goggins. But I feel you on that. It would be amazing to kind of get to that point, to experience that, because that's a human experience. Not a lot of people get to experience to be able to be recognized by the world. And you weren't even doing it for the recognition. You were doing it for yourself. But... To do something so powerful for yourself that the world tunes in and they're just like, whoa, what's what's this human doing? Because we're all like connected. So when we're just kind of figuring out what one of the other ones of us are doing, like that's how I see it. It's like, oh, like, wait, like, let me stop for a second and damn, yo, we're cool. Like that's how I feel when I see other humans do things. Like when I watch you doing things or Tyler doing things or seeing Dave, I'm like, damn, yo, there we go. All right, we're pretty because we're all connected in this, so it's really insane. And then we also saw DJ Khaled. We, yeah, I mean, you DJ, saw DJ Khaled. That was cool, man. Like I wasn't expecting that, but um, yeah. Before we start like wandering into last night's adventures, because it was an adventure, I want to kind of get into some other topics. So you know, earlier you also said you are a sponsored athlete. You're a part of Normal Brand. You've been with them for. About a little over a year now, right? Yeah. Um, what's that whole thing been like? Is normal brand like a team? Is it? Are you an affiliate athlete, a sponsored athlete? What's? I'm definitely a sponsored athlete. Like I get money and uh, clothes. Like I, I don't utilize it enough. Like I could honestly just be like, Yo, Rusty, like can I get some clothes? And then they'll send me some clothes. Um, but uh, yeah. It's a you know it's a small brand and the the team is a little spread out. I would definitely like to bring it all you know all together more. Um, 
you know, it's, it's, it's definitely cool being like a recognized, uh, sponsored athlete, you know, by the community. Um, and it's still, still getting in there. Like a lot of people are like, wait, you're an oil brand athlete. I'm like, yeah, and I, I, I worked mad hard for it, you know? So, um, it's something that I'm definitely proud of. Um, right now I also have a couple other sponsorships. There's a video editing company that for like a dollar a day, like gives people the opportunity to get quality Instagram edits out there and like, and just be able to pump out content. Like for me personally, I was not able to get videos out like like consistently like youtube videos or or this is other app firework i'll get into that for in a second like um like i just could not make edits like fast enough there's just so much stuff and now like you know i could be backlogged like 12 edits and like and i could just be posting them and i could go to aaron and tell him exactly what i want and aaron's service exactly what i want and then bang i got edits like being pumped out for me and they're like really good and they're really receptive to like any feedback and you know we we go back and forth and we help each other out and um i got my first paycheck from them like a month ago so that was really that was really cool and then um there's this other um app called firework it's a short media uh it's a short media app where like you can do like you know like a 360 camera yeah. kind of thing but it's that but on a horizontal plane so like you can either go oh. vertical or horizontal and it's still the same picture but like you can see a different perspective and um they hired me on like as a content creator so i actually have a contract with them and um i get paid for that based on like how many views i'm able to like able to produce and like um how much content i'm able to put out and um you know that's really cool so i'm starting the building blocks of of building my foundation around myself like as an athlete and um you know for myself i i recognize that i'm not one of the ham athletes like going out there and like winning comps and and um you know like my name doesn't ring the same as like nate weston or or like um or, or like Daryl Stingley or Joe Hendo or Joe Hendo or any of those guys, but I make a hundred percent of my income from parkour. Like I, I, I have, you know, a couple motorcycles. Like you know, I, I got my car. Like it's, it's not like a fucking baller car. It's a Honda. You know, <laughs> it's enough to get around. You're like you know, I have my own place to stay. I don't live at home. I like, I have enough money to travel, like and get out there and like get more opportunities open and. um yeah, I make hundred percent of that comes from parkour. So, like, for me personally, I had to struggle from with myself with am I actually a legitimate pro parkour athlete? But now I can like I can rest assured from my own actions and how I'm doing my lifestyle that I definitely am. So, um, you know, there would like the, the ego always comes around the corner and to peek his head around, but. Uh, I'm I'm consistently swatting out the way and just trying to focus on what what I really want to be for myself and not the clout and like and focusing on what I want to be for myself and not focusing on what others perceive me to be. So that's always that's always a battle. Dude, I respect that big time because I do like your flow. I do like your movement. I remember one day when we were at Jump Fest, I actually tried doing like a little bit of the stuff you're doing and i was just like damn like i can't really do this like the way you do it like my body type isn't the same like the movement just felt very awkward 
But when you did it, I was like, I like watching you do it. I don't like doing it myself, <laughs> but I love watching you do it. Like, And it's just like a thing where it's just like your flow doesn't switch up or change up unless you want it to. So you don't look at the world and be like, oh, well, everyone's hitting concrete this month. So I guess I'm going to go hit big concrete. It's, well, no, Deshae still likes to swing and Deshae still likes that low flow. And you kept with that even when the community moved away from that sort of movement. Because in the beginning, when I first got into it, it was very much about the flowy, aesthetic-y kind of lines, at least here in New York, with the guys like Movement Creative, Jesse Danger and all of them, very much of how we're kind of dancing with the movement within the space. And then it moved away to the big gaps and the big jumps and the big flips. And throughout all of it, you've kept your style. You've continued to evolve your style. And with that, your following has grown. And personally, like I said, I love it. Like, especially the way you edit your videos, the way the kind of like lo-fi hip-hop soundtracks oh, always on the shit, background. Bro. Yeah, dude, like, it, it's you, man. And like, I think that's what I resonate with more so than anything is it's legitimately you. I feel like someone could watch your movement and begin to understand a bit of who you are. Even yesterday when we were in the city, you were kind of playing around on those blocks. And the dude was like, uh, dude, when he called you a hippie, he was also like way drunk. He was like, yo, like this hippie guy. But then you started moving. It's like, oh shit, he's doing parkour. And I was like, yeah, man. Like, and you had, like, <laughs> when you like started moving, like the flow of your clothes. Oh, dude, like, I love the Hanson jacket. It was man. so <laughs> dope, bro. It's just like, and that's why, like, you even being on a normal brand, like, I feel like fits so well. Because when you rock that normal gear, it's just like, dang, you make it look sick. Whereas, like, if someone just tried to rock it as an outfit, yeah, it could look cool. But then when you move in that outfit, it's like, whoa, now it's even cooler. Like, now, now I want it. Like, before it just looked cool. Now it's like, I want to be in that. I want to be in that. <laughs> so it's like, Dude. That means I'm doing a good job. <laughs> no, dude, you're crushing it, man. And I'm happy to hear you define your professional parkour status by its actual definition. We do have some pro athletes that are pro athlete caliber as far as skill. Mm. However, they are not quite making a living. You know, they might get one or two gigs here or there or get a couple hundred dollars in their pocket. But overall, they're still working in a coffee shop or at a grocery store or in a cell phone store. So they still have to supplement their lifestyle with an actual nine to five. And I don't know, it's like, it's hard to define you as a pro athlete in that case, because then you're amateur because that's by definition, in order to be a professional, you need to be getting paid and it should be, I believe the standard is enough that a majority of this is what supports your, this is the majority of your income. Mm. So that's cool to hear you say that, you know, between the work as a coach and as an athlete, that's able to support you to the point of 100%. And that's fire. Well, I got to thank Angel for that because he's very, he's very realistic and he's, he's very like cut dry to the point. It's just like, yo, if you're not making your money from this, then you're not a fucking pro athlete. It's just... I was like, well, fuck, all right. Yeah. Like, Angel, like, the one of the things that I really appreciate about Angel is he will, he will not always tell me what I want to hear. Sometimes he'll tell me some shit that'll have me so, like, self conscious. I'm just like, fuck. But it's like, it's just, it's usually, 
like either the truth or what like he perceives to like be the truth to him which usually lines up with what things actually are because he's just very like he's, he's a very smart man he's just yeah and i like i never had a like positive male role model to help like shape me into like a good man but like that is definitely like angel's definitely a person where i'm just like fuck dude like like i want a lot of the qualities that that this man has and it's like he's not perfect you know like he's he's got you know his flaws and you know but like fuck i got mine too and um you know that's just what makes makes both of us even more human you know he doesn't try he doesn't try to put himself out there as like this like like fucking like flawless like dude like he's just just angel you know and um like i couldn't like i honestly couldn't ask for for anything more like when like if yeah if um if he wasn't here like i don't i don't know it would, it would be much harder to be the person that i am now man i appreciate hearing you say that and it's so weird because i swear to you through our conversation you're segueing into each thing i wanted to discuss and you know hearing you talk about angel that's almost basically what i wanted to say about you before we left camp we sat up one night you and i just talking and it was a very frank conversation and i appreciated it so much you started to basically let me know like hey man like this is where you drop the ball as far as you know taking care of your visiting coaches and or visiting pros and i appreciated that so much and in the moment like yeah like some like no one ever likes hearing about the mistakes they're making you know it's not a fun feeling in the moment however i appreciate that because you were being honest with me and now you're presenting an opportunity for me to grow for me to learn and for me to do things differently so that i can be better and that's a hard skill for a lot of people to do because you recognize like there's a risk in being honest with someone. You may offend someone to the point where they now resent you or they feel hurt by you and they no longer want to associate with you because most people don't like to be hurt. Almost all of us, none of us like to be hurt. However, you took the risk to say, you know what, like this is my version of the truth and I'm gonna share it with you. And, you know, you did it in a tactful way. You didn't offend me really at all. And, you know, like some of the things you said, I was like, damn, I know I messed up. But like (laughs) hearing it out loud is even worse. But I appreciated it so much. So I wanted to ask, actually, was that something that was it natural for you to be able to speak so frankly and honestly with people? Or was it a skill that you had to work to develop to be able to get to the place where you can say hey this is this is what i really feel um well it's a combination so like my mom was always like no filter kind of person but it was to the point where like she would hurt people because there was no tactful honesty without tact is cruelty um (laughs) yeah cool to buy the shit (laughs) um and um you know, it was also a skill and a learning process because uh, if, you know, especially like during that time, like there was a couple things that like I really wanted to do like in my heart, but just didn't do. Um, so I was fully, fully 
convinced in the idea that like if I don't say what I need to say or or if I don't say what I feel I need to say then I'm not going to be happy with myself and who I am there's always there's choices every single day um that allow us to either be congruent with who we with who we hope that we can be or wish that we would or make us in line with who we wish that we could be or or make it you know or or make the process like really scrambled so like say um like you wake up in the morning and you have a choice to either go on your phone or wake up get up and do your routine you have a conscious choice there and i've totally made a decision tons of times to just go on my phone and like that gives me kind of a, like an actual physical headache because i know that i'm not like my actions are not congruent with who i say and who i want to be within myself and that's just a moment with myself nobody else um and you know or i could like get up and do the thing that's a little bit harder but i'm i know that i'm doing what's in line with who i want to be um same thing with like conversations or interactions um that's kind of like how i'm trying to base my actions off of dude i love that i'm gonna repeat it just because like i want that to be such an emphasis point that you actually take the time to think about you live consciously you think who's the Deshay i'm turning into what would he be doing right now what would his decisions be would he wake up and just stare at the phone for five hours and then slowly get out of bed around one o'clock in the afternoon or Which I've totally done. Right. I think we've all been there, you know. That's a very it's a very easy trap to get into. But it's just like or dang, like I really don't feel like getting up and starting the day and putting my feet on the ground and maybe starting this workout and drinking a glass of water, but damn, like the future Deshay that's the better version of me that I'm trying to turn into, that's what he does. So that's what I need to do. And it's easy when people are kind of watching when you tell your friends about it and they're in the room with you and they can also be like yeah do it do it do it but when you're by yourself that's when you really have to have integrity of doing it when no one's watching and staying consistent you know if you said hey i'm gonna throw a pebble into the water every day when i walk across the bridge for the next 90 days and you know you do it for 20 days but on the 21st day you kind of walk across the bridge and you forget to pick up the pebble you don't say tomorrow well i'll just throw two pebbles tomorrow it's no you turn around you backtrack you go pick up that pebble oh definitely you, definitely you throw it and even if it's 50 days in and you're like all right well you know there's actually really no use for throwing these pebbles in the water like i can just pick up a bunch of pebbles throw them in the water and be done with the task but no, I said I was going to throw a pebble in the water every single day for 90 days. It's seeing it through to the end. No one's, only you know if you are staying true to your word and to your initial intention. Yeah, and like you have social credibility with yourself. Right. And if you know that you're being, like if 
if you know that you are either lying or not having integrity or you're just not living up to your own standard, then you yourself become to think that you're a shitty person. And that's where you start to sink in, into de, into a depression that is so hard to climb out of. And yeah. I've been there before. Dude, yeah. I mean, it's because then you can't trust yourself anymore. You, Your word to yourself is almost meaningless. Like, why should anyone believe me if I don't believe me? I yeah. say I'm going to do it. I, I don't do it. You know? And that's a hard thing when you're... It's an internal war. You know, you, you're fighting against your own mind, which is crazy. But, like, it happens. And a lot of people, I feel, don't recognize it. And they may be going through it currently. And they don't even consciously understand what's happening to them and why it's happening to them. And that's why even conversations like this I enjoy having because potentially it triggers that aha moment for somebody who might be hearing this for the first time and they think, oh shit, I think I think that's what's been happening to me this whole time. I think, <laughs> oh fuck, yeah, like I do say I'm going to do this and then like I don't do it and that's why like, holy crap, like I got to start holding myself accountable and starting small with the baby things of... Yo, you know what? Screw it. This week, I'm waking up at 7 o'clock every single day. I'm mean, like, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to put my feet on the floor and start the day at 7 o'clock and actually doing it. And then reward yourself for doing it. Like, actually, when you do do the 7 o'clock wake up, you know, at the end of the week, if you did it through the whole week, Give cool. yourself the ice cream. Yeah, mm-hmm. give yourself that because what you have to do is you have to have positive reinforcement for yourself the same way you would train a child or you would train a puppy or anybody you have to train yourself the same way and I don't know to me it's very interesting that people don't recognize that you are in control of at least one human on this planet and that's yourself and a human is the most valuable resource on the planet you're in control of yourself you tell this thing what to do this meat sack even your brain, a lot of us believe we are our brains. It's like, no, your brain is just a tool. Figure out how to use it. It doesn't have a user's manual, but start playing with it. Figure out how to use it and start to work. Damn, it. would that shit be helpful? I know. If, I mean, it, the game would be too easy if we had it, though. It'd be way too easy. If you just knew how to use it all from the jump, there'd be nothing to work towards. Humans do like progress. We'd like to grow. I mean, that, damn, then I can work, you know, focus on other things, like how to make VR Minecraft. Well, you, know, <laughs> you got to master your mind first, and then, uh, <laughs> then you can get on it, y'all, and that's what's going to make it that much sweeter, because then we're going to be like, damn, yo, that the shade dog, yo, he's like, he went Jedi on us, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, man. Like, yo, how'd he do it? Like, dog, he, he went through his own hero's journey, and like... That's why everyone's journey is so different and so unique. But it's like, it's the same and different. We're trying to achieve the same thing, but we all have a different path to take to it. Fulfillment. Yeah. Some people mask it as happiness, and they get really lost. Um, I'm just trying to be happy. Like, But like for me, personally, it's like, what makes me feel fulfilled and excited? Like... Fulfillment is not always the same thing as excitement, unfortunately. Um, now, when you can have both, that's fucking great. <laughs> but, um, 
you know, those, I don't want to say that those are hard to come by because, um, you know, I just don't know yet, but, uh, you know, at least those two things for me are, are what make life quality along with, you know, genuine and meaningful human connection. Um, I thought for a long time that I was an introvert. Um, and I do like being alone. I do like, I do recharge alone by also recharge being with pe- like a positive group of people like i won't go home drained as fuck after having a ton of pot like last night like I'm, i was about to say i'm not night. i'm not gonna go feel drained after that like oh my god that was so much interaction i have to just be <laughs> alone now like that like that's not how that is like like i feel like both of those like both being alone with myself and reflecting and being like with a positive group like recharges me. It's it's only when I have to consistently give, where I like you know feel drained or I'm working or something. You know. Right, and I'm actually happy to hear you say that because for myself personally, that was something I needed to hear, because I normally do recharge very much alone, and all summer I haven't had an ounce of alone time, but last night, I'm so happy that I was just like you know what I'm yeah let's go on this adventure. Because it really did recharge me last night, and you know, <laughs> like, I'm still looking for like my alone time recharge. But like, I woke up this morning and I was, I was good. I was like, you know what, that was a ton of fun, and I would not have done that night any differently at all. No, and at that, all. Yeah, like that was so fire, and it's like recognizing, okay, cool, another lesson learned. The balance exists even in this area of your life as well. Like, you can also recharge with people, mm. and you can also. Like, I knew I could recharge alone, but that's just one side of the spectrum. I believe everything's always on the spectrum. And when we start to push ourselves only to a single side that we prefer, we begin to limit our potential. And it's just recognizing everything is constantly trying to come back to homeostasis, come back to that balance. So if you're swaying to the left, you need to start to come to the right in order to retain balance again to achieve balance again. And balance is not some magical spot that we know this from parkour. You don't get onto the rail, find balance, and boom, that's it. You're good for the rest of forever. You never have to move again. Like It's little micro adjustments here and there to stay on that rail, to keep walking, to stick that precision. It's those little things holding us in balance. And it's a perishable skill. If you stop working on yourself, you just don't get as as proficient you'll stay as proficient and working on yourself and you know progressing as you would if you just consistently do it right no and that thank you for saying that because people do need to understand like guys if you work out for an entire year or five years and you get that six pack and you build that body you start to stop going to the gym and you start eating whatever you want yeah you'll still look good for a week maybe even a month but at like that two month point, you're gonna to start to see, oh, it's just going away. It's going away, dude. Kobe Bryant even talked about that after he retired. He said because he'd been living on that wake up at four a.m., monitor every calorie, train excessively. After he finally retired from the NBA, he said, "Yo, yeah, I ate everything in sight. Like, yo, bring me another steak, bring me some French fries." He was doing it all, and then about a month or two in, he started to see like, oh, okay. But the new challenge was, all right, how do I get myself back in shape? And now how do I put on some bulk? He recognized I can't just ride the triumphs of yesterday because 
it's today. Oh, that that's so easy to do with Instagram. Like I used to get caught up in just watching my own videos, like like my past achievements all the time. And mix that with looking at other people's current achievements, that is a quick way to spiral into depression. Oh, so quick. I know that feeling. So fucking quick. Um, you know, that's why, that's why, you know, just, I have, like, I used to be on my phone nine hours a day. Like, I got this app called Your Hour. It's for like Android, unfortunately, not for um, iPhone. They should. But um, it's really it's really useful. It tells you like your patterns. Tells you, like gives you graphs and shit, and um, it just really helps. So I went from being on my phone like average like eight nine hours a day to like my lowest like hour and a half. Since the the past like week, I've been up like towards like three to four and a half hours, um, just because I went through like a pretty hard time recently. Um, with that whole like heart attack thing with that one guy and everything um but i mean there's i'm always consciously trying to not be on my phone even if i like have lapses it's it's not it's not just a mindless kind of escape like it was before so um yeah shout to your hour that that app is sick yeah man i mean and even from like what i've been watching you use your phone it has seemed extremely intentional. You know, you get on your phone and you're responding to your followers or you're editing a video or you're creating content. It's been only a few times that I've seen you just kind of scroll a bit. Everything else has seemed pretty purposeful, which I think should be the use because it's a tool. You know, like you're using your cell phone as a tool to progress yourself to get yourself to the next level you're building yourself as an athlete you're building yourself in the career it's when you're on there and this is the 50th picture of a car you've liked or just another girl in a bikini or it's just cat videos then it's like okay are you using this as a tool anymore or well, cat videos absolutely did actually funny enough your story yesterday with the little cat dude that cat was so adorable i know with the airs too i was like oh. God. And then what is funny when we saw the dudes from Amsterdam and they're looking at your story and they're going through the parkour stuff and they're like, oh, oh, cool, cool, yeah, cool. And then they get to the cat and they're like, oh, kitty. (laughs) That's so accurate. Dude, I was crying. I was like, everybody likes cats, man. Dude, you can't. You you can't just not like cats, man. It was so fun. Like, that was one of the highlights of last night as well. Just like, it was pretty interesting watching somebody else watch my story and like like I want to take a step back and just like kind of see what like wh- how, how they, they perce- yeah. how they perceive it because like that's like data research and like research to yeah me. dude and crazy it was non parkour practitioners it was average folks yeah. you know like as they're watching it they're like oh like man how did you not die did you die here and it's like <laughs> well. Clearly, he didn't die. (laughs) You're talking to him right now. And it was so cool because, like, that was interesting for me, too, to watch because most of the time in this community, we're just, you know, in an echo chamber with each other where we've all seen each other's things and, like, we all just... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) um, But, like, we all know just, like, the movement. So to see non-practitioners watching, like, they were interested. They were excited about it. But I also think it was the fact that how they were introduced to it with 
you being the welcoming person that you were and like the vibes and all of that that just kind of showed us like okay like if we want to introduce parkour to mainstream society it has to be done in a way where it's like like it's welcoming them it's gotta be relatable emotional and kind yes <laughs> like and it's like yeah because then they're going to be willing to watch it some more and be like whoa this is crazy like this is like spider it's like spider-man your friendly neighborhood spider-man Dude, those people that watched that watched me swing on the scaffold cool. must they must have been like, yo, what the fuck? This is New York, this is Spider-Man shit. Dude, that for is a real. Little brown Spider-Man. Dude, there was like a whole crowd across the street, like watching you on that last run, and it was like they stopped. They did not cross the street. They stopped to watch. Because after you were done, everyone slowly dispersed. And I was like, wow, like they really <laughs> all just stopped to see this and that's, Wouldn't you? Dude, I would. I mean, I would. <laughs> but you'd be surprised in the city how jaded we all get from seeing everything all the time that so many people don't stop anymore. It's Whoa. insane. Like, if walk past Times Square, if you stop, you're going to see some amazing stuff happening in Times Square. 95% of the people will not stop to look. And I'm talking like there's a dude riding a unicycle on his head, juggling like pins with his feet, kind of stuff happening. And people will just walk past that. And I'm like, is this really happening? Is this this a human? Can we do this? We, <laughs> can we, we do We this? can do this now? Like, It's like watching someone... Le- if I watch... Real quick, side question. I want all of you to think about this. If you saw legitimately, you walk into a room and some dude just starts levitating. Like, no strings, nothing. Like, you do the whole nine, like, hands above his head, hula hoop, all that good stuff. He's just levitating. Would your thought not be, fuck, how do I do that? Like, yeah. we, we could all do that now. Like, I'm watching, if I see another human do it, I'm convinced we can all do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right? Like, I would cut my plane, I would say, fuck plane tickets. Right. Levitating. Unless you find out, like, it takes the same amount of energy as, like, swimming, in which case, like, I'll. Dude, I would be Michael Phelps. Of <laughs> <laughs> <Just laughs> levitating. That'd be fire, yo. But, um,. Yeah, basically, I want to ask one more question of you then. Well, not one more question because it's probably going to segue a bit. But, you know, throughout life, I always like to believe we find ourselves climbing mountains, right? I That's my metaphor for it. We're climbing mountains. You're achieving different goals. You know, at some point, you said, hey, I'm going to the military. You went to the military and you conquered that mountain as far as you were willing to conquer it. Then you saw parkour and you said, okay, like, I'm going to get into this and I'm going to progress at this. And at some point you made up your mind, I'm going to be professional. So I'm going to build myself towards that. And now you're living there. You've achieved that status of professional. What would you say is your next mountain? Or what's the mountain you find yourself currently checking up? Um, I would say... My next trek is building a different lifestyle for myself and being able to wake up in the morning and experience a full day. Um, and, you know, my professional career, like, isn't... It's just started. Like, this is the first, like... The way Angel describes it is, like, this is the first peg of the salmon ladder. Like, I'm nowhere yet. Like, this is just the, this is just the beginning. Um, you know, I would like to supplement my income to the point where I can travel and have... Uh, the money I'm making pay for it instead of it coming out of my pocket. You know, I'd like to have um, enough. I'd like to have enough funds to 
um, you know, you know, take my family places and I'd like to have enough funds to have uh, dental because I'm missing two teeth right now. Like, like I, like I want to build a foundation for myself to be able to, to really continue to not just survive, but to thrive and have the people that I care about thrive too. Nice. I like that mountain, man. And then this question goes with it. What would you say are you doing on a daily basis to progress up that mountain? Uh, never stop fighting for it. Even when I don't do the greatest job. Fire. Man, I love the answers. I love the honesty. I love how you open up and you're able to share what's going on with you and your actual status. A lot of people try and seem bigger or small, never smaller, but actually sometimes smaller. Sometimes people try to appear differently than how they are, but you are just like, no, this is, this is me. This is the current status of me and this is who I am. And I appreciate that big time. Um, for people that might want to follow you, where can they find you on social media? Literally any outlet. Okay, th- I'm I'm on Instagram, Firework, Facebook, YouTube, um, uh, Snap, like, a- anything that like anything that you guys want to search me on. It's just my name, D E S H E A Y Deshay. That's it. There's just um, if there's a media platform that I'm not on, don't take my name because I'll find you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yo. Uh, definitely the deepest interview I've done just like in, in underwear and socks. Oh, that's fire the hair. I mean, we were about to start going deeper, but I was like, oh, we're on a time constraint today. We got to go get the Spaniards at the <laughs> Jersey. We got to get you to JFK. And then me and Tyler are going to go hit up the city tonight again. Sick. Yeah, man. But I appreciate having you on man like you shared a lot of wisdom and i hope whoever was listening was able to get value from this conversation if you did in fact receive any value at any point i implore you i beg you i request of you that you share this with a friend because odds are If you are friends with that individual, they are something like you. And if you receive the value here today, your friend will also receive value. Help each other out. This is what this whole podcast is about. That's why it's free. We're just trying to share our bits of wisdom that we stumbled upon so that you guys can progress a little bit more quickly than we did. We want to see you get there. So take the time to screenshot this podcast wherever you're listening to it and tag myself, tag Deshay, and let us know that you heard it and share it with a friend. It means the world to us. I know Deshay is always responding to all of the messages. So odds are if you tag him, you will get a message in your DMs, which is super cool because he is an amazing person to talk to and he'll probably sing you a song. He's an amazing singer. <laughs> Whoa. Hey, no, but honestly, if you, you know, if you tag this and um, if I do have a tag in my DMs and there's a good chance that I will throw you on my story. So if helping a person, helping a friend out and being altruistic ain't your thing, then have a little bit of selfishness and, and get some story clout. Yes. <laughs>
<laughs> Yo, Deshae, thank you again. You know, I love you, homie. Love you, bro. And that's the end of the podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yo, I really hope you enjoyed that episode with Deshae. Go follow him on social media. Hit him up. Tag him in your post because I know you're already in the middle of sharing this podcast right now. Let him know what you thought. Make sure that you tag witness this underscore brand and let me know what you thought. Share the story. Share the conversation. And I will see you guys next week. Or I'm not going to see you. It's a microphone. I will... Actually, I won't hear you. The only way I get to communicate with you guys is when you answer back. So I will talk to you guys in the DM. And yeah, you guys can catch us next week when we're back with another episode. We're going to be interviewing the homie, Tyler.